Here we go. Welcome. Monday, April 27th, 2020. This is episode 386. I'm your host, Patrick, and you're tuned in to We Live on a Planet, and I'm glad that you are. I'd like to welcome my listeners in the United States and around the world on this rainy, dreary Monday morning. 45 degrees. Feels like 37. Highs are going to be about 46. Winds are out of the north, northeast, 13 miles per hour. We're going to have a good show. We're going to kind of head on over to the facts site, see what's happening in this day of history, and uh, dive into other stuff and things, all that, and much more right here at We Live on a Planet. So grab yourself a beverage and uh, sit back, relax. We'll dive into everything when we start the show. Well, we just did start the show, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Thank you. All right, let's dive right into our quote. The first and greatest victory is to conquer self. Plato. The first and greatest victory is to conquer self. Plato. That's true. I really think the first and greatest victory is to try to conquer self. That's what I'm trying to do. I really am. I've been a prisoner in my own brain for far too long. Just the woes, sometimes the blues I get, and I, I can't help it because of the chemical, the chemicals that I'm lacking and everything. But I think that I'm trying to be more in a mindset of mental health awareness of really I've been really actively taking my medicine and making sure I haven't been missing any doses just trying to be mindful and that kind of stuff so the first and greatest victory is to conquer self Plato said that and I'm I'm glad he did because I appreciate that so I found an app called Rizzle Rizzle like I needed another app in my life and it's it's nonsense but it's fun (laughs) all 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 apps are nonsense everything's nonsense we're living in some kind of I feel like we're living in some kind of sick simulation and some 12-year-old, sadistic 12-year-old is playing and saying, "Let's. what else can we throw at the world? What else can we throw at the world? <laughs> it kind of feels that way. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I found this app, Rizzle, and I signed up for it Saturday, put up a video, made a channel, and I'm already up to almost 7,000 views. Yeah, 7,000 views. And so I was really excited to be able to be trending on this app that I just signed up for. And they've got me in the new and noteworthy and they've got me trending. And so I just introduced myself and told people about We Live on a Planet. So hopefully that will get some new listeners coming in. And maybe you're a new listener right now from Rizzo. If you are, welcome. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun app. There's all kinds of creators out there. And, um, it's nonsense, like I said, like it's reminiscent of TikTok, but it doesn't feel as nonsensy as TikTok. And I don't feel like an old guy like I do am at TikTok. At TikTok, I feel like I'm a creeper. And I, I do have two videos up on TikTok just because I wanted to promote We Live on a Planet. One of them is promoting We Live on a Planet, the other one's a dinosaur because I figure that's what gets seen on TikTok is random, stupid videos. And my dinosaur video of some stupid little cartoon dinosaur has more views than my we live on a planet one that i wanted more people to watch isn't that weird (laughs) that's weird yeah 
So I got the Roadcaster Pro. I love it. It's groovy. I was able to do my first episode uh, recording with um, Inspirato Projecto, Kurt, out in uh, California. And it was really, it was fun. It was, we just talked and had a really good conversation. And now, though, what I have to do since I'm on this Roadcaster Pro is figure out how to take the SD, my micro SD card, use it in my computer and split the episode because the episode is too long for a big of a file, I should say, for Anchor, for me to upload it easily in Anchor. So I'm like, ugh, I have to learn. But thankfully, my buddy Eddie Green, who I did an episode with, which was the 22nd, Eddie Green's episode was the 22nd, and... um. He has a Roadcaster Pro, and he said to me, if you have any issues, any problems, any questions, get a hold of me. And I did because I'm like, I don't know what to do. So he told me I have to uh, uh, download Audacity is the name of the program into my computer and do all that. I haven't done it yet. I'm nervous. I'm like a nervous to take that next step over the cliff because even though he's like, oh, it's going to be easy, it's going to be easy, I'm not very tech savvy. As it is, that's the reason why I got this Roadcaster Pro. It makes everything nice and easy for me. Everything is already kind of uh, at my fingertips, which is groovy. So, all right, um, stick around. When we come back, we'll, I don't know, we'll dive into other stuff and things much more. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning back in. I appreciate it. I want to, I shared the quote with you, but I want to share a little parable, parable, a learning story. Sorry about that plosive, my peas. Um, this microphone has a built-in pop filter, um, so I don't have an actual one covering it, and I do have a pop filter for it. I was thinking about putting it on because the plosives, peas are plosives. It's in the audio tech, tech word, and uh, I'm trying to be mindful. I'm also trying to be mindful of my uhs and ahs. I've already realized I have a lot of them in this show. I'm sorry. I try not to do the uhs and ahs, and there's other words that I can fill in the dead space with, but I'm not professional. You know, even though we only have, or almost have 400 episodes, it's still always a learning experience for me. All right, here we go. This is a parable, a learning story from my niece, Shaylee, her fiance Dustin shared this with me, and I'm glad that he did because I like this story. So thank you, Dustin, for sharing this with me. Here we go. A man saw a snake being burned to death and decided to take it out of the fire. When he did, the snake bit him, causing him excruciating pain. The man dropped the snake, and then the reptile fell right back into the fire. So the man looked around and found a pole and used it to take the snake out of the fire, saving its life. Someone who was watching approached the man and said, That snake bit you. Why are you still trying to save it? The man replied, The nature of the snake is to bite, but that's not going to change my nature, which is to help. Do not change your nature simply because someone harms you. Do not lose your good heart, but learn to take precautions. I think that's a good story, a good parable, a good learning experience i think helping one another helping others especially in this time right now when we're all in this together we're really and this is a bummed out time 
You know, it's something we've never seen before. Everybody's feeling cooped up. Everybody's feeling unsure. We feel like that kid in the back of the car on your way to Disney World. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we almost there? And the parents driving and the mom or dad are finally just losing it and saying, if you ask me one more time, I'm going to turn right around and we're not even going to Disney World now. You know what I mean? It's how it almost feels like we keep putting out these dates like the 25th or whatever, we can get back to normal. I don't know if there is going to be any kind of normal anymore. We could be looking at some kind of, I don't know. It makes me think of, I'm always future thinking anyways. And that's kind of the way my brain works. Imagine how weird it would be if this was something. Now let's just take this, how we, we take going out and all of our liberties and all that stuff so much for granted. We really do. Cause right now it's really on the forefront and we really realize how much we do. Gosh forbid it was something terrible, like a nuclear winter and half the population got taken out and you could never go out again. Like fallout stuff, like those video games where people are living underground or something. It could be so worse, I guess. So I'm in that optimistic mode right now. Even though this really sucks, it could be so worse. And uh, I think that there's good will come out of this. I've talked about this before. The good will come out of this. And right now, maybe the earth needed a break too um, environmentally. And right now from us not causing so much, not that it's not going to go right back to the way it was because it will. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I'm rambling. Let's let's take a break so I can stop rambling. When we get back, we'll try to get my brain back in some kind. I'm I'm kind of all over anyways these past couple days. So we'll try to get our brain in order and our thought process back on the right track so I don't lose any of you listeners. <laughs> we'll be right back. Thanks again for tuning back in. All right, we are on this day of history over at the History Channel's website. I encourage you to go over and I'm going to just give you the potpourri. And if there's anything more you're interested in, just, just go on over. According to Kepler, the universe is created today on April 27th for... 1977 BC, the universe is created according to German mathematician and astronomer Jonas Kepler. Well, Jonas, I'm sorry to say you were only off about 13.7 billion years with a B. Yeah. So he was off a little bit, and that is off. I mean, that's off a lot. <laughs> also, though, while Copernicus used to think that the the earth was the center of the universe anyways. So those guys were off on their things. Okay, here we go. In 1521, navigator Fernand Magellan is killed in the Philippines. After traveling three quarters of the way around the globe, Portuguese navigator Ferdinand Magellan is killed during a tribal skirmish on Makatan Island in the Philippines. 19th century, 1805, U.S. agent William Eaton leads U.S. forces to the shores of Tripoli. After marching 500 miles from Egypt, U.S. agent William Eaton leads the small forces of U.S. Marines against the Turpolotian port city of Dinar. 
have you ever heard, you know, the Marine song, To the Shores of Tripoli? There we go. 1994 in Africa. Africa holds its first multiracial elections. That didn't happen until 1994. Holy, get on the page, Africa. Africa, we have a lot of listeners out in Africa that listen to We Live on a Planet. Mali, West Africa, we live on a planet. used to be rated number one in the personal journal section in Mali. I don't know where we are now. Maybe we're, maybe we're still there. I haven't checked. Um, here we go. American Revolution, 1773. British Parliament passes the Unpopular Tea Act. Well, we know how that ends. We know what happens with that. <laughs> American Revolution. Okay. Sports, 1956. Rocky Marciano retires as world heavyweight champion. Rocky Marciano. And here's one for U.S. Presidents. 1822, President Ulysses S. Grant is born. 18th President of the United States. Ulysses S. Grant really liked baseball a lot. And he was also a raging alcoholic. Got his nickname, the Fumbling Butcher, from uh, Cold Harbor, Virginia. Terrible, terrible fight in the Civil War, Cold Harbor, Virginia. All right, here we go. Um, but, boy, he was a great leader. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to all of a sudden end on that note that he got that name, the Fumbling Butcher. But that Cold Harbor was bad. A lot of people don't, if you don't follow the Civil War, you don't know about Cold Harbor. But he was a good leader. The men loved him. Even though he was that raging alcoholic, he would he would get a hold of Washington, uh, in Washington and get a hold of Lincoln and say, send more alcohol. And they'd be like, he doesn't need any more alcohol. And Lincoln's like, he's getting sets, he's getting it done. Send him more alcohol. <laughs> 1813, explorer Zebulon Pike is killed in battle. I know somebody named Zebulon, and I love that name, Zeb. Zebulon Pike. Zebulon Pike is buried, well, maybe, in Sackett's Harbor, which is in Watertown, New York. Zebulon has been moved and I think, three times been buried and moved and stuff like that. But uh, he, he, he dies during the Battle of um, the War of 1812. He was only, I think he was only 30, 34 years old or so. Okay, uh, 1993, art literature and film history. I remember this. This is sad. The DA announces negligence causes the death of the Crow actor Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son, Brandon Lee, when he died on Shat. He died on set shooting The Crow, the movie The Crow, and he was shot. And, uh, yeah, tragic, tragic. He was really going to be an up-and-coming star, and The Crow was a really good movie. I liked it. Crime, 1997. Andrew Coonan begins his killing spree. I remember that. That guy was crazy. He used, like, a claw hammer to, to beat Jeff, um, Jeffrey Trail was the guy's name, sadly. Um, 18, Civil War, 1865, Union soldiers die in a steamboat explosion, killing 1,700 passengers, including many discharged Union soldiers. Mm. The boat was 260 feet long. It was uh, authorized capacity of 376 passengers and crew, but obviously there was more on there than that. And then in last one, an invention and science, 2009, GM, 2009 this happened, GM announces plans to phase out the Pontiac. Yeah, they phased that car out. I think it, people, you know what, it's weird though. 
you phase something out, people want it back. They really do because that's becoming popular, and I think the Firebird's going to be coming back. And the Firebird, I mean, that car gained its popularity for me because I, the Smokey and the Bandit, the 1977 movie Smokey and the Bandit with Burt Reynolds, drove that black Pontiac Trans Am, and then obviously Knight Rider. But I was younger, so I liked Smokey and the Bandit more than Knight Rider. I, I liked Dukes of Hazard better than Knight Rider as well. Knight Rider came out, and uh, I was a little bit older. I did like Airwolf. That was like Knight Rider, but a helicopter. That was pretty neat. All right, stick around when we come back. We'll get into more stuff and things, I'm sure. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are at the fact site. Going to try to get a wrinkle on our brain. This one, kind of curious to me. That's why I wanted to share it with you. This one is, why doesn't the U.S. use the metric system? Sadly, the United States will probably never be able to adapt it completely using the metric system, despite the fact that it's significantly easier to understand and the rest of the world uses it. Why will the United States never adapt, you might ask? Well, the easy answer is that it would take too much time and money. It's always about money, isn't it? And the metric system is used almost as often as the imperial system, what we use here in America. When discussing of switching the unit system across the Congress in 1975, the passage of the bill favoring the metric system was thwarted by big business and American citizens who didn't want to go through the time-consuming expense. Hassling of changing the country's entire infrastructure. you got to think about all everything. Many also believe that the United States should keep its particular system, settling it apart from other countries and civilizing its status as a leader rather than a follower. <laughs> that sounds so American, doesn't it? <laughs> what is is what even is the metric system and why does America why does America use what do, bleh, what does America use instead? I can spit that out. <laughs> uh, oh well. Most countries use the metric system which uses the measuring units such as meters, grams, and adds prefixes like kilo, milo, center to count orders of magnitude. In the United States, we use the older imperial system where things are measured in feet, inches, and pound. This split system exists for reasons, but arguments about how to create a good national standard of measurement go all the way back to 1790. The metric system is appealing because it's so easy. Well, I don't think it is because all I know is the imperial system, but the metric system is based on a measure of 10. This allows conversions from different units more easily, simply moving a decimal point either to the left or to the right. For example, one milliliter is equal to 0.001 meter. A centimeter, which is a unit 10 times larger than a millimeter, is 0.01 meter. The basic of the imperial system is significantly less fluid and numbers vary widely as there is no set rule to each measurement. The United States, though, is metric, or at least more metric than the most of us realize, actually. Despite the national controversy, American manufacturers have put out all metric cars and the wine and spirit industries abandoned fists for 75 milliliter bottles. 
the metric system is quietly and behind the scenes now the standard in most industries with a few notable exceptions like construction. It uses it its use in public life is also on the uptick as anyone who runs a 5k can tell you. 5k, yeah, there we go. American has been creeping towards metric metrification almost since the country was founded. In modern times, most have accepted a joint unit system, teaching children in school both the traditional and the imperial system and the metric system that most of the rest of the world uses. This is why the U.S. measuring sticks or rulers often contain both inches and centimeters. Unfortunately for metric, metric bands, widespread acceptance of joint use also means that there likely will be no official phasing out of the U.S. system anytime soon, which doesn't bother me actually because i i'm 50 i don't want to have to learn something new i'm i'm not trying to be ignorant yeah I, that sounds pretty ignorant that's ignorant i i guess i i'm willing to learn something new it can't be that hard if the rest of the world is using it i gotta keep an open mind yeah that's what i'm trying to do it's easy to get back into it's easy though to get into your regular thinking because I was like instantly going I can't do that I don't want to do that so American (laughs) Uh, I love America though and I love being an American we're just a lot of times stuck in our ways we're very American yeah all right stick around when we come back we'll dive into a couple more things before we end off the show I'll be right back And welcome back. I appreciate you coming back. Thank you for stopping over to We Live on a Planet. I really do appreciate your time, like always. Make sure you tune in this coming Wednesday with my interview with director Andy Palmer. We talk about Camp Colebrook and much more. And that was a really good episode, a lot of fun. I also have to, I did an interview with a doctor out of London, Dr. Get a Headspace, is Aggie, is her name. And um, I have to get the, we were doing it through Anchor and it dropped the call like three times. So that kind of bums me out. So I'm going to have to try to reschedule with her and get that out. I have an interview coming up with Carpe, David, and Casper. Be a lot of fun. So that would be cool. And then we'll just kind of. I don't know, keep enjoying life, I guess. Doing the best we can, trying to stay curious and not judgmental the best we can. I do appreciate your time so much. Please get a hold of me. Tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. And uh, it's been a learning experience this past, just I only had the one episode out with the Roadcaster Pro. And I realized that my sounds weren't up or anything. So thanks for bearing with me with that and um oh see i threw in some ums and uhs and i said i was going to try to not do that come on over to rizzle check me out at rizzle you know it's weird because i think the reason why i can do what i'm doing over at rizzle and do videos instead of doing that on instagram because i get shy people on instagram know me nobody knows me on rizzle and so i can just kind of let loose but on instagram i get stage fright I don't know, but Rizzle, check me out. I'm W-L-O-A-P, 
is my username. And um, I got a channel called First Draft. Why? Because that's what Grizzle named it, and I didn't know how to change it. So that's my channel name, <laughs> First Draft. All right. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Enjoy yourself. Do your best. Stay curious and not judgmental the best you can. Take care. <laughs>